back, folks, to another week of the PA High School Football Report podcast. My name is Nebby Asias, and with me I have my sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, how you doing this week, man? Well, I'm alive, Nebby. You know, we missed last week. I, you know, I, I got sick. You, you got sick before. This time it was my turn. I wasn't feeling too well, but we're back. It's actually been two weeks since you and I have been on. Eric Epler had a Big 33 podcast last week. Right. I'm hanging in there, man. I'm back going out. How you been, buddy? I've been I've been doing good, Brian. I've been doing great. I've been hanging in there. We've had a lot of great sports going on in the state of Pennsylvania between basketball season wrapping up, uh, state championships for swimming going on right now. If you guys want to check that out on Penn Live, our reporter Dan Sostick is up there covering. We also had wrestling championships too, which is going to help us segue into our next guest. But before I introduce him, you want to give the folks a bit of a a prep and and a talk about the the top guy in the area we're about to have come come on here with us today. Yeah, so we always like to have top guys, you know, Nebby, top recruits and stuff come on here and guys we think are, are, are risers and stuff like that. This week we decided we wanted to have the guy who's probably most likely to be a future UFC heavyweight fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's laughing about it, but maybe. <laughs> uh, and that's Riley Robel from Bishop McDevitt. And Riley, I say that, man, because, you know, I don't know, you know, I, I've actually covered the UFC. I've been cage side. Some of those guys are 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". So they're pretty long. And I know you're like six three. Maybe you got to probably get another inch or two. But I, you know, I watched you. I'm not going to call out the name of the, the poor kid that I saw you maul on my TV here and 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 a regular season in wrestling. But uh, coming off a wrestling state championship before you even get to football, my man, how did that feel? Oh, it felt it felt great. You know, especially with you know last year in the wrestling state final, I came up short, and then this year with the football one. It was just so much build up into the moment. So, like, you know, when I finally came out on top, it was crazy. Can't match the feeling. Nebby, these wrestlers, man, they're, they're crazy. They're a different level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, it's the mentality. I always like that when I'm looking at football recruits, too, because I know wrestling is a different level of mental toughness, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just with the training, the circuit training, stuff like that, being able to make weight, stuff like that. And Riley, you're what, 6'3, about 280 now? Yeah. The one thing that I saw, Riley, you, you know, you're smiling and stuff, and you're nice, but kind of morphing to a different animal out there on the mat and on the football field too, man. Tell me about that mentality, and you know, where does that come from with you, my man? Um, you know, it's really just kind of how my dad always taught me to be. It's like you can be friends with everybody, you know, but when you're on the field and you're competing, you know, there's no like, there's no friends. That other team, they're they're your enemy. You gotta, and if you don't think like that, you're never gonna give it your all to try and you know defeat them, beat them. So it's like I have to I have to make myself angry at whoever I'm about to compete against because then it you know it brings out everything in me so that I'll be able to perform on the field. Hey uh, Riley, I want to ask you real fast because Brian and I on this podcast talk about often those wrestlers that he mentioned, um, such as Marcel McDaniel's from CDU's who played this past season, such as yourself, whose training and technique translate on the football field. Right, you can see it whether they be quicker, lighter on their feet, more agile, use a lot of different techniques. How has wrestling helped you out on the football field? It's definitely, now that I'm a lineman, the hand fighting is just, it's like another level. Mm-hmm. Being able to, on the defensive side, fire off the ball, and every no matter what the offensive lineman does, you know, I have something to match it to get his hands off me so I can get in the backfield. It's just, you know, it, br- it brings like a new aspect to the game that a lot of these guys can't, they can't keep up with because they, they don't like, they've never seen it before because mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't wrestle, they don't have that background. Mm-hmm. Man, you talk about a hand fighting, man. You got to hit up a... Uh... D Brown, we, we have him on here from uh, two tenths speed and agility up in, in Western PA, man. And you know, Aaron Donald trains with him and high school guys out there, man. You you should make that trip one day if he if he let you, man. Because yeah. that guy is legendary. His Aaron Donald's hands are 
incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. that's one of the things that makes them so special. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I tell you too, Nebby, college coaches, I think, really like those guys who are wrestlers and, and, and linemen too, because it's just a different level of balance and, and strength and, and again, mental toughness, right? Right. Agreed. Riley, I mean, what does it take to be a wrestling state champion? You know, it's this. the earlier you start, you know, I guess the easier it could be. You get more time on the map, but it's like you just have to there's a certain mentality you have to have to be able to go in the room and like and just beat up on your body that whole time and, you know, work and get yourself get yourself right. And the mentality and like it's it's almost more of a mental game than it is a physical game sometimes because, you know, it's just you out there mm-hmm. like, you know, I love team sports. Football's the greatest team sport in the world. Right. But like. There's something about when you're wrestling that just, if you mess up, like you can't turn and be like, oh, that was your guy. It's just, it's just you. You mess <laughs> right. up, you gotta, you just gotta fit and work through it real quick and get back up because you're still wrestling. Like the match is still going. Right. You're your own teammate out there. Yeah. I never wrestled in high school. My high school actually didn't have a wrestling program, but I did do some jujitsu a couple years ago for a couple years and some catch wrestling and stuff like that. The training, too, is on a different level. And I've always thought that the different kind of training you do for, like, a, a catch wrestling and, and, and wrestling is really beneficial, too, because it just works different muscles, right, than, mm-hmm. than a lot of guys work. So I think that's another thing that coaches really like about it. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You put some pressure on yourself. Nebby, this guy said going in, the second wasn't going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And I think he kind of said something like that about football, too, after the state championship game. It takes a lot to put a little bit of pressure on yourself like that. You said it and you were able to back it up. Where does that come from with you just, you know, kind of embracing that and, and putting that kind of pressure on? Going into it, you know, like it's it's not really I mean, maybe it's pressure, but that's not that's not how I'm thinking about it. You know, it's more or less just I'm just speaking my mind because that like that's that's how I feel. You know, like I was like when I entered the state tournament, you know, at sectionals, it was like like second that like, that's not an option. You know, I'm leaving with a gold medal or I'm not I'm not leaving. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Brian, uh, real quick, it's funny that you mentioned sectionals, Riley. Um, that was the first time I actually went out on the field and covered wrestling as a reporter. I actually was shadowing Dustin Hawkinsmith, who writes about you a lot. And we were at the sectionals over at Mechanicsburg and I remember midway through the tournament, they made an announcement on the on the on the microphone and it was like Riley Robel just pinned a kid in like eight seconds <laughs> over at the other sectional match that you were at. So, I mean, talk to me about, you know, working your way to the state title, well, the state championship match that you played in, how sectionals was, how districts went for you, and sort of give us some insight on the grind and the journey to get there. The regular season, most of the season this year is just used to try and build my gas tank up as big as it could get. Mm-hmm. So I so I wasn't getting tired when I was out on the mat. That was definitely a big part. And then um you know, once the sectional tournament, district tournament, once that all hit, it's kind of just, it's less of the practice grind and more or less just making sure, you know, your mind's right, you're thinking straight, and then it's just you have to go perform every weekend for four weekends straight. So that's when the mentality and the mind games start to become more effective, you know, because if you, if you can't keep up with that, oh, I have, to, I have to keep on my best performance every week and slightly increase it because the tournaments are getting tougher, that's when anybody can fall. Most of the sectionals districts is mostly just, you know, breathing exercises, stuff like taking time to make sure I'm like I'm under control, you know, I'm all right, stuff like that until the end of the state tournament. You know, I have to be the priority that whole time. You know, Debbie, it's funny because really the first time I really took notice of Riley, um, you know, uh, was looking at film before last year. And when he was like a 
240-pound guy, mm-hmm. playing a little bit of linebacker, playing a little bit all over the place. And, you know, I talked to Coach Wechter a couple times on that offseason. He told me you were putting on some good weight and stuff like that. You basically went you, – you gained about 45 pounds, right, in, in an offseason, something yeah. like that crazy. How did you do that? How did you put it together? And, and again, I mean, you were, you were, you know, you were a first-team Penn Live, mid-Penn All-Star. We also put you on our All-PA team, which is our kind of all-state team regardless of classifications. Um, and you were in discussions, you and Terrell Reynolds, for our defensive player of the year. And Terrell had a heck of a year, too. It was really tough to choose between you two guys. But how did you go from being that guy who was a pretty good guy but a little bit of a tweener, playing some linebacker? I feel like McDevitt wasn't quite sure where to use you that, you know, your sophomore year. To, to kind of being a, a 285-pound monster, what was that process like? Well, coming into high school, I was, I was about 170, probably 5'10". So I thought I was going to be a linebacker forever. Like I thought, you know, the college recruiting scene would be linebacker. I was focused that first offseason, sophomore year, working on my speed. But that's kind of when I first started hitting the weights. And I hit my first growth spurt that got me up to like 240. And then this, you know, this most recent offseason that got me up to 280, I really started to focus. I was lifting twice a day, you know, eating six meals a day, that type of thing. Just kind of, I wanted to take full advantage of the fact that I had grown once again and that I was finally, you know, starting to hit that point in my life. So I was like, all right, like I got to do it right. Eating steaks and lifting plates, my man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tell me about, you know, like when you talk about gains in the weight room, obviously when you're putting on that much mass, people don't understand. Like when somebody says, oh, I put on 20 pounds of muscle in a couple months. That's usually a lie. Mm-hmm. Nobody puts on muscle that fast, but you did put on some good weight, good mass. What kind of gains did you make in the weight room? What did you see there as far as you know lifts and stuff? I would imagine they would have to be pretty incredible. When I first started out, I was lifting with uh, my dad, and I could I couldn't put up one thirty five for ten. Like that was you know I'd be I'd be struggling, losing form, trying to get it up, and then you know that was on bench. I never even squatted before up until like this most recent year. I put on like a good about, I'm, I'm maxed out of like 350 on my bench press right now. You know, it's been a little while since I've been in the weight room. You know, that's, that's kind of why it's at 350 before it was up a little bit more. I squat like 600 pounds. It was kind of crazy to just see myself lifting so much more weight than I ever had before, you know, than I even ever really thought of. So I was like, oh snap, I guess that's kind of why I attached myself to the weights and wanted to lift so often. Because I was seeing gains so like so regularly, I was like, I'm gonna stick with it. I want to see how how much I can put on. Yeah, and that's a lot of weight to put on in a short time period. Like Brian mentioned, you mentioned how your maxes went through the roof. I mean, talk to me about the sort of impact it's had on your body, right? Do you notice any change in terms of how heavy you feel, or do you feel like it's a lot of wear and tear on you, or do you feel comfortable at it? Yeah, he turned into a monster yeah. <laughs> right away. You know, we were. It, it happened so fast. I kind of like the first time I started trying to run or the first time I tried to wrestle, it was like, you know, it catches you off guard because I'm so used to wrestling, playing football like a like a linebacker, smaller guy. And I tried to like bring that into this new like this new body. And I, I realized so quick, like I was like, all right, I can't do that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then after a little bit, a couple practices, stuff like that, I start to get used to it. And by now, you know, I mean, I feel great. I feel comfortable. You know, I fast even with the way I move, the way everything works. If anything, I mean, with my 40 times now, I run a faster 40 now than I did when I was a linebacker. Mm. What, are, what are you running then 40? I run like a 4.9. And back when I was when I was a linebacker, I was running like a 5.3. Like a 
I was a slow, <laughs> slow kid. See, I always tell people, you know, everybody says that they run a four four and stuff like that. I tell people four eight fast, and you don't realize that when a guy actually runs like a four four, you know it because nobody on the field can catch him. <laughs> yeah, it's just different. I said most of the people who say they run a four four are running four eights mm-hmm. and, and four sevens. And if you don't believe it, go look at the NFL combine it at two hundred eighty five pounds, especially with the gains you've been making and your lifts are already really. If you didn't make another gain, they're already really good. You know, that's not bad at all. You've started here from the schools. You got a couple offers, right? Who, who are your offers so far? Um, I have James Madison, Kent State, Old Dominion, and Buffalo right now. So if you don't get another offer, you got good schools in the mix. Uh, you been hearing from anybody else? A couple schools here and there. You know, I, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, St. Francis. I, t- I talked to the, I went up to a Pitt Junior Day a little bit ago, you know couple schools in the mix there but you know for right now i mean i've got i've got four offers you know so you all you need is one mm-hmm. so it's it's just kind of to a resume now yeah like broadening the horizon seeing what i can do that's what this season's gonna be and that's a big deal riley and before we get transitioned into the football aspect of this podcast right because we're going to talk about your season with mcdevitt you're one of the top guys returning along with marquise williams there in the class of 2023 i want to ask you a question out of curiosity your dream school offers you but they tell you you can only choose between one sport, wrestling and football. Which one are you going with and why? Oh, man. <laughs> I really wish I really wish I could give you a, a straight-up answer here. But it's just, I sway so much with it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, coming off of a wrestling state title, I want to say wrestling, mm-hmm. but also I'm almost all the way football. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can't really give give you a straight-up answer. It's just kind of, I'd have to lean towards however I was feeling that day, I guess. One sport in college. Have you heard from some schools about wrestling? Uh, I've, I've heard from a good bit. You know, the wrestling recruiting started well before the football did. You know, I was I was getting looked at as soon as I finished my state final run last year where I came up just short. That's when the colleges started to contact me. It was more of a not not really a choice at that point. So it was, it was you know, it was like I had some clarity there. But I've known... Yeah, I've known since I got to high school, I've, I only want to do one. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure when I go, I can be the best at one. I don't want to have to split my attention. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a big year for you in the next year, figuring out whether it's going to be football, whether it's going to be wrestling. I think he's going to play football. What should I tell you? Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, then, and then if it doesn't work out past college, I think he might end up in the UFC. What do you think about that? The UFC. I mean, I've thought about it a little bit, you know. You should see all the John Jones stuff. I got back here in my case that's autographed and stuff. Yeah, look, let's see if I can. Probably can't see. Is serious? No, you probably can't see it. I got, I got like his fight trunks and and, and a glove and stuff. That's pretty so, cool. All stuff I've collected through the <laughs> years. But yeah, man, that, that's pretty awesome. I, I always say fighting is like the funnest sport to cover because you just never know what will happen in a fight, right? It, no matter how big a, how many times you've seen a guy who's like mm-hmm. a huge underdog just spark a guy, right? Just drop him. And it's crazy. And there's so many ways to lose in, in MMA. Oh, yeah. So, but uh, really, though, I mean, so this is going to be a big year for you across the next year. How are you approaching the next year? Because you, you've got a wrestling title to defend and you got a title to try to go win with Bishop McDavid and football, too, and some big decisions to make. So how do you approach the next year? There, there's been a lot of downtime here with football. You know, I, I went right into wrestling. I haven't heard too much of it. But there's always that that spot in the back of my head the whole through the whole wrestling season, just you know thinking about it, like we came up just short, 
so it's like, all right, we're going into this season. There's like, there's no, there's no joking around on the practice field. Everything's still like everybody on this team for the most part has had a taste of, of what being so close and coming up short is like. Everybody knows. We have so many returning guys. If they're not carrying that hunger for, for a state title into this season, it's almost like they shouldn't be a part of this run with us. You know, I don't know how you can feel that and not want to go get, not want to go be on the other side. So this whole season is just going to be, you know, there, there's no slacking off, no goofing off at practice. Everything's, everything's serious. But at the same time, we got to be a family. There's no arguing on the field. Everything's going to be generated into that. You know, there's a good team aspect, but also making sure we can, everybody can keep each other in line. I mean, the talent should be there. Yeah, absolutely. You have a lot of top talent returning in yourself, Stone, Stonders, Marquise Williams, Sincere Bowers. The list just goes on. But real quick, briefly, you mentioned the, that feeling you felt, right? And that guys who felt that feeling shouldn't be a part of the run if they're not as serious about it as you are. I mean, what was that feeling like coming up short to Alec Cup in the state title game? I mean, obviously, it feels like it's left a chip on your shoulder. It's, it's heartbreaking, you know? It's like you're out on that field and you start to see the clock tick down and you're just short. Mm-hmm. You see the score. You're just short. And there's and there's just not enough time to get it done. Mm-hmm. You just run out of clock. You know, the only thing that you can really compare it to is like, if you're chasing after something and you're that close to getting it, you just got your hand out and you're about to grab it, and then it just disappears in thin air. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and there's no chance for you to go get it again right away. Mm-hmm. You gotta wait. You're gonna have to go find that thing again. And for me, at least, it was like deja vu, because you know. My state final where I came up short, mm. it was the same circumstance. I, you know, the clock was ticking down. I didn't have enough points on the board to put myself in the lead, and I wasn't in a situation where I would have been able to get those points. So as the clock ran out, it was just like accepting your fate. You know, 10, 20 seconds left, and you just got to put your head down and just shake hands with the other team, be a good sport about it, because they, they won. They were the better team that day. After having to do all of that, and especially after seeing so many of our seniors just just so close but not being able to get it i don't you know i'm i'm carrying this like into this season with just you know this this is my third it's my third time now watching seniors fall up short of the of the main goal and it's like now i'm that senior and i'm not going to be the one that falls up short well hopefully everything comes full circle for you this year like it did last year cuz you mentioned having that chip on your shoulder after losing in the state final and wrestling came back and you got vengeance and you know hopefully the same thing happens for this football season that's a great outlook to have my friend. Well listen Riley I know you mm-hmm. got a busy day you were late you're running late with a with a workout and stuff like that and I think you got some other media obligations you're you're in demand my man. That's a good thing. That means that means you're rising man but we, we've talked a lot about you in the podcast. We do this year round. So hopefully we can have you have you back on again before, you know, or, or during the season. But it was great. I, I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever really talked to you in person because I haven't been in the field because, you know, my health situations. Yeah. We've been watching. I know Nebby's had a whole lot of fun watching you. Uh, we're going to keep talking about you. And I said, hopefully we can have you back on, my man, and mm-hmm. uh, keep working hard, keep doing right because, I mean, everybody sees the upside. In it. And I think with the attitude, you know, I think Bishop McDevitt has had the talent in the past couple of years, but they definitely probably needed some leaders. And I think you're one of the guys who can fill that role this year and really help carry that team over the top, my man. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Riley, real fast before we let you go, we always do this with the top guys that come on here on our podcast. We'd like to ask you, what are some word of, words of advice that you'd leave, not only for your teammates in Bishop McDevitt, but for guys, top prospects in the Mid-Pen Conference and Central PA, what advice would you give them, you know, throughout their football career, whether they be dual athletes like you playing wrestling and football, what words of advice would you leave for them? Hard work always shows, even when you don't think so. Work hard, do right. That's what I always say, man. And it always work out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, my friend. We appreciate having you on, Riley. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Best of luck to you. All right. Thank you. Brian, we just had the pleasure of having top 2023 recruit out of Bishop McDevitt High School, Riley Rebell, come on here and join us. Had 84 tackles last season, about 29 of those for loss, six sacks. And he's coming off as the PIAA Class 2A state champion in wrestling. I mean, this kid does it all. Talk to me about the segment we had with him and your overall thoughts. I mean, you know, look, we wanted him on here. We talked about him a lot. He's a guy who really made tremendous, tremendous strides in the past year and a half. I mean, you talk about gaining 40 pounds and, and, and going up, you know, incredible amounts in his lifts. Uh, he, he's, he, he went from a pretty good player to a real big-time college prospect. I think he's probably a little bit underrated right now because the guy moves well. He, you know, he's, he's a state champion wrestler. He's got tremendous balance and strength and, and hands and, 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 uh, and the attitude, right? Listen, Bishop McDevitt's had some super, super talented teams since right. I've been here last five or six years but you know and and they've had some guys that were leaders and stuff but you know that type of leadership is impressive and just what he says and 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 what he's done to back it up so far really gives you really gives you hope because that's a talented team coming back my man and to have that kind of leader in the locker room cannot be a bad thing so i'm impressed with riley i have been great talking to him um what what did you think about him my man I feel the same exact way. I mean, how many guys at 16, 17 year old, years old talk to you about eating six meals a day and lifting twice, you know? I mean, he has a winner's mentality, a winner's mindset, and it seems like he's going to stop at no matter what the cost is to get that feeling of going back to a state title game, wearing that Crusaders uniform and getting what's his. You know, he seems very ambitious. He has the right head on his shoulders. His father is a great guy as well. If you guys were able to read Dustin Hawkinsmith's article he did when Riley won that state title. Um, but he's he's somebody who'll go far in life with that winner's mentality. And I can't wait to see how he performs this senior season in football and wrestling next spring and overall what his his college career is going to be like. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it, folks. Uh, we'll see you here next week and continue to come to PennLive.com and subscribe for all of our exclusive content. <laughs>